So uh, before I start today's episode, I just wanted to say uh, thank you to everyone who's downloaded the podcast so far, and just to say you can share your stories with us on the podcast at, uh, at the email address fascinatedbyghosts at gmail.com. And uh, I just wanted to update you on kind of the previous podcast and the lockdown hauntings. And, you know, I said that myself and my partner had noticed uh, things around the house, the door opening. Well, strangely enough, uh, last week at 2 a.m., we woke to a FUD uh, downstairs. Just a 2 a.m. FUD. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that natural thing of, uh, is someone downstairs? You know, the panic um, creeping downstairs, turning the lights on to see. And uh, I found that um, a package, uh, it was actually uh, it was actually poo bags for the dog, um, a bunch of them packaged in this box, had uh, fallen on the floor, um, but they were putting it. They were put somewhere where the only way that could happen is is by force that they would come off and fall um, and collapse on the floor. I mean, I tried to suggest that it was possibly someone coming through the the gate that we have and that that knock um, on the door caused the vibrations to then cause the pressure for it to fall but then uh, as my partner said we would have heard them come through the gate and we, we didn't hear anything at all um, so yeah it was very strange uh, just thought I'd keep you updated on that uh, lockdown haunting in, in our very 300 year old <laughs> cottage that we live in um, yeah onto the onto this week's episode hope you enjoy When I was younger, I used to have a recurring nightmare. The nightmare was of faceless nuns trying to break into my house. I remember the fear the nightmare would give me, the dread and terror of knowing it was the same terrible dream again, full of fear and horror. I know reoccurring night terrors happen to many people, and I've been fortunate enough to no longer really get them, but I was curious if anyone else had these nun-themed nightmares or any nun-themed ghost stories. Obviously, many of you, I imagine, may have seen the horror film The Nun from the Conjuring universe. I remember finding The Nun terrifying when she appeared in the Conjuring movies, but maybe due to my high expectations, I didn't get the same fear from The Nun's solo movie. But the fact that this movie was made shows that many people found this creepy nun image terrifying, and we all know these ideas come from somewhere someone's mind, imagination, or maybe even someone's nightmare. This led me down a Reddit rabbit hole of such, which then led me down to a Google rabbit hole, which then led me to the story of the bank nun ghost.
So whilst searching on Reddit, I found some uh, interesting stories. Um, some quite creepy ones. There was one in Ireland. Um, uh, I came across a reference to a scary story that was supposed to be true and happened in Tralee years ago. Apparently, there was a convent in Tralee that was completely isolated in the centre of the forest. There are rumours that the nuns went mad and one of them hung themselves off the cross on the roof. I mean, that's that's a possible um, Irish uh, urban legend there. Um, but scary nonetheless. There's another one about a case of three old sisters who got scared of the outside world and barricaded themselves into their house. They ended up dying of starvation. Some notes were found that they wrote as they were dying. It happened in the 90s. Um, you can go through these. I mean, Reddit, you can get lost in. Eventually, I got to this, the story of the bank nun. Um and uh, the, the nun haunting of the bank nun of London, a grief-stricken woman descending into madness, a ghost dressed in black, mourning attire and full face veil, searching for her brother. Upon learning of Sarah Whitehead's brother, brother's fate, this development had a significant ne negative impact on the poor woman. Learning of his fate was bad enough, but being kept in the dark for a substantial amount of time just made a bad situation worse. Sarah's grief took on a disturbing turn. After her purse passing, her spirit found itself free to roam within the grounds of the famed institution. For the next couple of centuries, a count, there's countless reports of a woman in dark clothes asking random passers-by if they've seen her brother. So that is the story of Sarah Whitehead, the bank nun um, that we're going to go into today. The story of Sarah Whitehead is the reported name of a woman whose ghost is said to haunt the Bank of England. Her ghost became known as the Bank Nun. And there's a little creepy engraving of Whitehead from the new Wonderful magazine with a picture of her all dressed in, in black all over, grieving uh, her brother by the sounds of the story. So Whitehead's brother Philip was employed by the Bank of England from 1797 to 1810. During his employment at the bank, Philip Whitehead adopted an extravagant lifestyle and began to speculate on the stock market. The directors of the bank allowed him to resign, avoiding dismissal, and he set himself up as a stockbroker. Meanwhile, evidence came to light demonstrating that Philip Whitehead had defrauded Roberts & Co. by forging an acceptance to a bill. He was charged with forgery in 1811, then executed on the 29th of January, 1812. The news of her brother's conviction and execution was kept from his sister, Sarah Whitehead, as long as possible. However, upon hearing the news, Whitehead's mental health became unstable, and she visited the bank daily asking if he was there. This continued until 1818, when the directors offered Whitehead a financial grant on the condition that she stopped coming to the bank. Whitehead wore black crepe clothing, which was a sign of mourning, and as a result became known as the Bank Nun. However, there's uncertainty over her identity, 
since there's no recorded Sarah Whiteshead in contemporary records. That's very interesting and mysterious. So Whitehead's ghost uh, reportedly haunts the Bank of England, as well as the area on Threadneedle Street nearby. Uh, There's been the story of Whitehead uh, and her ghost was repeatedly written about and serialised in newspapers in the 19th century. The story was rewritten as The Lady in Black or The Widow and the Wife by James Malcolm Rymer as Penny Fiction from 1847. Uh... The myth of Whitehead's ghost appears in the poem of the New Year Letter by W. H. Auden. It's got, she, you know, this this myth took its kind of legacy of its own with lots of people writing about it. Uh, at the theatre in 1861, a story was portrayed on stage at the Boa Saloon Theatre on Stangate Street, Westminster Road. And uh, Whitehead's story featured in several publications about ghosts in London, as well as several event programmes, including... London Ghost Walk, Lates by Bank of England Museum. And uh, Whitehead's story has been reported, repeated in many formats across a large number of years, and the story of a ghost needs to be considered against the historical background of concerns about forgery in the 1810s. The story of her brother first appears in the Criminal Recorder in 1815. Whitehead's story was first reported in the Times on 22nd of February 1828. It was repeated and illustrated in Streetology in 1837 and in 1841 a date of death of Whitehead is reported for the first time. That's interesting. It's almost saying that uh, possibly the story is is made up to um, to stop people from forgery and, and to kind of scare people into not committing crimes. Um, there's a bit more about Philip Whitehead the execution of Philip Whitehead. On November the 2nd, 1811, Philip Whitehead, a man of genteel appearance who had been employed in the cashier's office at the Bank of England, was brought to the dock of the Old Bailey, charged with forgery. Found guilty, he was sentenced to death and was duly hanged in early 1812. News of his crime and execution was, however, kept from his devoted sister, Sarah Whitehead, who was removed by Philip's friends to a house in Wine Office called of Fleet Street. But one day Sarah turned up at the Bank of England to inquire of her brother's whereabouts and an unthinking clerk promptly blurted out the story of Philip's crime and ignominious death. So here we're finding out how Sarah found out. The shock of the discovery turned the poor woman's mind and thereafter she took to turning up at the bank every day asking after her brother in the belief that he still worked there. She became known as the bank nun on account of her peculiar attire that consisted of a long black dress and black crepe veil worn over her face and head. The city merchants took pity on her and never let her pass without extending their assistance. Whilst the directors and clerks of the Bank of England saw to it that she was frequently provided with sums of money in compliment of her oh, in compl- compliment of her misfortune. But she became convinced that the bank governors were keeping an immense fortune from her and this led to her frequently hurling insults at them during business hours. Getting a new side to the story now. On one occasion, Baron Rothschild was going about his business at the stock exchange when she suddenly appeared and called him a villain and a robber, telling him that he had defrauded her of her fortune and demanding the £2,000 he owed her. He responded by taking half a crown from his waistcoat pocket, handing it to her and telling her as he did so, There then, take that and don't bother me now. I'll give you the other half tomorrow. 
Accepting the money, she thanked him and went away. By 1818, the bank governors had grown tired of her daily disturbances and so gave her some of money on condition she agreed never to return to the bank again. In life, she kept that contract, but in death, her wraith has broken it many times. Indeed, more than one late night wanderer wending their weary way home along Free Needle Street has been surprised by her ghostly figure appearing before them and with downcast eyes inquiring sadly though politely have you seen my brother I mean that would be absolutely terrifying to uh, be walking the streets and see this um, this ghost uh, dressed in black uh, mourning her brother asking have you seen my brother especially upon knowing the story of it um, it's interesting that there's lots of witnesses supposedly um, and lots of people supposedly seen it but uh, a lot of it seems very much like lore and mystery and kind of a tale that has been added on and added on um, that makes it a bit of uh, folklore in a way but a very interesting story ended up stumbling across an email from a sighting of the bank nun ghost uh, that someone posted online which says please don't publish my name or details but I saw what I believe to be a ghost in Threadneedle Street London I was on a short visit to London and was walking alone in the late evening along Threadneedle Street near to where the Bank of England is positioned suddenly without warning this lady was walking towards me I don't know where she had appeared from one minute she wasn't there and the next minute she was. The lady looked strange and was dressed all in black in what I thought looked like the style from the 1800s. She was wearing a black bonnet with a long veil and her dress was long and full. I could see her face through the veil and she looked sad. As I passed her, she glanced up briefly and asked in a soft voice, have you seen my brother? I muttered no in reply. Almost immediately afterwards, I turned around to have another look at her, but she had disappeared. There was no one behind me other than a couple walking in the same direction as me. I've since read that the Bank of England has a ghost known as the Bank Nun. I wonder if this is who I saw. the kind of um, old folklore kind of uh, English um, ghost story that comes from this um, but I think if you look at kind of the history of you know trying to scare people away from uh, committing those um, crimes and forgery and uh, and the fact that much like all stories back then ghost stories were kind of um, like TV. They were told and retold and everyone's imagination added a new spin on it all. Um, it kind of all 
added to the mystique of the story. And I think the story kind of has just lingered on and, and always been there and grown and grown. Um, it's interesting to uh, hear the influences had on such as like the woman in black, um, the creativity that's come from that, uh, which is fantastic. And also kind of, it's very interesting on the other hand that, you know, you have witnesses, people saying that they're, they're seen, they've been walking down that area and have seen a lady in black, uh, you know, dressed in the 1800s, um, asking, have you seen my brother? I mean, yeah, if people have witnessed that, that that's unexplainable, uh, to be honest. It's not something I would ever want to <laughs> have happen. I would probably scream. <laughs> um, it's, it's a really interesting ghost story. Um, one that I'm glad that we found for the podcast and that I wanted to share with you all here. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and, uh, I look forward to posting the next one and, uh, yeah, good night. Have no, have no nightmares. (laughs)